All right, so uh, let's ask the, the the standard questions from a brokerage. Can we ask her? Does it make sense to ask a broker owner the standard no, questions about consumers? No, I think consumers? we. I was more about. I mean, to here's, me, whenever we sit down, it's like, where are we going? What? All right, right what is? Here's, I want to know what Sarah's take is, because it's more that. I, don't I do know too. That. I have a question. Okay. Okay. Otherwise, we're gonna hear a lot of filler text. It, brokerages used to be broker centric, mm-hmm. and then brokers started to become agent centric. Yes. And. Now we're talking about consumer centric. Mm-hmm. Where do you think, where do you see it now, and where do you see true in that, those three different stages? Well, I think now the new play, and I think Phoenix, we're really blessed to be in a market that is so innovative because we're forced to be on the precipice of change all the time. But I think True Realty is doing both agent and consumer. We've got our iBuying program, we've got our call center, so we still are able to go directly to the consumer and not and have the elephant in the room conversation about Zillow, Open Door, Offer Pad. But at the same time, the most important thing is having the educated agent, and an agent that wants to thrive and wants to educate themselves, therefore to give a great client experience. So I think you've gotta have both. I don't think you can be one or the other, because I think you're gonna be missing the boat. Just like they were saying at the T3 Summit, 20% of the market could potentially be iBuying. So you, as a broker, have to look at that, but at the same time, you have to educate your agents. There's so many brokers out there that are like, give me the monthly fee, pay me the EO, and it doesn't matter if you're doing a transaction, but I think they're doing the industry a disservice. So I think you have to do both. Do you think that there's ever, could, I mean, does it even make sense that there would be a consumer-centric brokerage? From a buyer and seller standpoint of consumer? Well, that's kind of scary because that's Isn't kind it? of getting rid of the agent. I think that the need for the mm. agent, you know what? I heard a really cool statistic. I haven't shared this with you guys. I was talking to Steve Murray, the owner of Real Trends, maybe a month or two ago. Guess what the percentage of consumers who used a realtor were in 2007? Guess how many consumers? In 2007? 2007. Hold on. She asked us this. This is, a really this is good the second point. time she's asked us this. Oh, so I did ask you that good, at lunch? How good of a memory do you have? Did I ask you that at lunch? Mm-hmm. Okay. 86%. Um, used an agent used in Used an agent in 2007. Because we questioned your logic and you're like, shoot, I got to go back and ask Steve about that. I'm going to go with That's 92%. Right. It was 93. Okay. So in 10 years later, in 2017, how many consumers used an agent? 96. 97%. Oh. So the need for the agent is still increasing. So I think that the role of the agent is going to change. So yes, maybe there will be more consumer to consumer potential conversations happening, but I think the negotiation and the consulting is still gonna be needed on the, on the realtor right. side. I agree. I got a lot that's of why, questions. That's why it's Man, hard I just to love get. This. I was waiting for my yeah. turn. You're waiting for your turn? <laughs> yeah. Are you itchy? I am so itchy. If we keep well, talking, I have like three questions and I want to talk. Typically <laughs> polite, but is we gotta make sure it's- Is this the podcast? <laughs> no, it's Asian no, truth. It's yeah. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We want to hear you yes. talk. I talk too much, go ahead. I agree. I think I you brought up a good point about yeah. agent So that's centric. the whole point you about have, consumer well, to consumer. We're still going to be needed even if that does happen. Well, th- that's the, the thing point. is I don't think that being putting a consumer first rids the agent. I don't think there's any way. But there's that, a fear around that. Yeah, I don't care about the fear. It's just ridiculous. People cannot handle the amount of stress that is involved in buying and selling a house without a consultant there. Correct. To me, it's just going to be... overwhelming. Right. It's, yeah. uh, to me, there's no way it can exist. It's, it's why Zillow's not like trying to get rid of the agent, is they realize that if there's not deal makers there, that people will... Because they're so... Re- buyers and sellers are so ready to be like, fuck it, I'm not buying, 
that if there. I just wanted to make a disclosure that this podcast might not be safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> That's our foul language disclosure. But it usually comes in around this time. Out? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that, I mean, that, that was my thing is, is do you think that consumer, being consumer first, is going to rid the agent? No, I think we're just going to change the way our rules are. Now, I do think we'll see rate compression. I think the, that the commissions are going to go down, but I think it's going to make our jobs easier. Rich Barton said this at T3. He said that the role of the agent, homes are going to be able to be show. Consumers will go show their own house. They're going to be probably communicating with the house through their ear pods. I mean, various technologies are going to take over that going and showing a house is going to be nothing for the buyer or the seller. So then they'll call their agent and say, okay, I want to make an offer on this. And effectively, we're going to become more just the contract negotiator instead of the person I, that's driving them around town. I agree with that. I have, a, I have a, actually a business model that I would like to execute, except that it would probably ruin all of my future sales based on that idea. So I think that that is... I think he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. <clears throat> so what do you think of, I heard that, I think it was John Peltier said that he expects agent count to go down. And I think that when we were at Inman, I don't know, were you at a, a yes. CEO Connect? Yeah. What I was know, your prediction? Do you I know, remember your prediction? Did you predict from stage? Was this at 4 a.m.? No, it was no, at no, CEO no. Connect. It was he, uh, Brad Inman asked everybody to write down a prediction of what they think the market, they're going to put it all into a time yes, capsule and bury yes. it in his backyard or something like that. Do you remember what your time capsule I prediction don't. was? Mine was that. I think it's because we're on camera. I'll probably think of it later. Okay, oh, so my, my yeah. well, this is what there's it is. no camera here. Yeah, because no no I, I got a question for you. But so mine was that I thought the agent can't count would go down, and I predicted by um, almost seventy five percent, like going from one point five million agents to under five hundred. So my question for you is. Because I no longer think that's true. Really? Are you, uh, do you think that agent count is going to go down? Do you think it's going to go up? Um, and I why? I think with rate compression, it, we're going to be forced, I think agent count will go down because the commissions will be less and you're going to be forced to be more professional. You're going to have to have a higher volume business. You're going to have to be more well-polished on your marketing and your prospecting. And that's going to take a full-time job. You can't sell, your, sell one house to Cousin Henry a year and expect to have a career out of that. Well, I think that, that your exact point there at the yeah. end is my theory on it is, is that, I mean, because I even asked Tina Tambor how many agents did a transaction, and in the first quarter it was like 10,000 agents did a transaction out of the 25,000. The reality is, is that... Eight, That's both sides, or one side. I guess it would be both sides. Way to challenge his number. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I always appreciate <laughs> that. Serious. Yes. No, but there was only 6,000 sales in January and there was only 7,000, so it was actually a lower number, 23. But okay. good point. There is double amount. Yeah. But the point of it is, is that I find that the real estate industry is full of mostly part-time agents. Yeah. That they don't do it full-time. Therefore, the agent count won't go down because if you have a spouse that has a job and you're not reliant on you like the extra money right if you do if you do four transactions and now make 25,000 and in the future you only make 10,000 I don't know that you give up being an agent I think you still do the transactions you do, you just don't get to contribute enough to the family wealth but you don't lose your agents meaning that where I think I think you do I think 
It just becomes, the reason it's, why it's they less come compelling. in. Yeah, the, exactly. The reason yeah. why they come in is because it's such a low barrier of entry for such a high number. Yes. And when that number goes down, they're going to be like, well, I'm not going to go sit through those classes. Well, for, I'll drive Uber okay, on okay. Saturdays. I'll, I'll agree, yeah. but I think that the... And so that the, slows, the existing... You're saying that slows the that new slows, agents. Yes. But, but it doesn't mean that the existing people that have their license, the renewal process is inexpensive because the initial cost is up front and it will keep more people from coming in. But in the future, I just think it's going to erode way slower than what I thought. Yeah. Meaning the one five in three years is going to be one two. I don't think, I thought it was going to be a precipitous drop off. But is this, our, is this our argument about whether we were in a correction or not? Couple months ago. No, no, but that's a good one. Analogy. No, yes. no. Yeah. <laughs> a similar word. Yeah. What was it again? Precipitous. The precipitous drop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, to me, it's. Uh, this is why we need stratification. That will cause a precipitous drop. Way to bring it back. Yes. Way to bring it because back. Because stratification and why stratification is going to come. It was interesting because we went to talk to a very cool dude. That yeah. runs a brokerage out of, we'll go with New York City, because then it's, we'll put him one out of 40,000 over there, but over in the New York area, and he has about 2,000 agents in his brokerage or whatever, some round numbers, but he said, he gave us that word, that stratification is coming because he's been in the industry a long time, and that it's hard because we all belong, I, we belong to the Scottsdale Association of Realtors, and Robert Refkin stands on stage and says we all need to share and talk and all that stuff. But the reality is, is what do you talk about in your little meeting to help your agents? The difference. Mm -hmm. And that the difference is what people need is to demonstrate something that is clear cut definition. Because now there's 50,000 agents. when you Because it's become increasingly hard for me. And I'm like, how am I going into a listing meeting and everybody else is the number one agent. Like, how is it possible that I'm competing versus seven number one agents? And the consumer can't go online and be like, oh, he's full of shit. He only sold two houses in the zip code. Oh, this guy over here sold 28 in the zip code. He's telling me that, you know, because they want a local area expert. Yeah. I think that that is where we're headed. That's interesting. I haven't even thought about stratification. Well, well, I mean, hey, if if, if you can go on to Zillow, if you can go on Zillow, if you can if you can go on Zillow, if you can go on to realtor.com and find out the value of your house, like who thought twelve years ago that someone would be able to go online and figure out what the value of your house is? Or now, shop for one. Now it's commonplace, right? Or sell. But the challenge yeah. is that the industry is, you know, reviews are biased. We only ask for our happy customers to do reviews. And then you go to sites like Homelight or whatever, and they go with their top agent, but it's really the only the agent that pays them pay to, to be right, pay to play that there's going to be a... Maybe it's us that comes up with it, but like... <laughs> there's no answer yet. No, it it's coming. Happen. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I think there's going to be a few solutions. I don't think there's just going to be an end-all, be-all. I don't think it's going to be... Unless, of course, Jeff Bezos decides to start selling homes, I'm sure... He can figure it out. But on the moon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. well I, I think what happens with the... Well, do you have a Jeff Bezos? We'll let you talk. What do you, how does Bezos... When does he get involved? Huh? When does Jeff Bezos get When does Amazon... In, what, in, in this industry? In real estate. Yeah. They have... They, they. I mean, they're sitting on piles and piles of cash. I think they might have more cash in the bank than the entire real estate industry combined. Well, do you know he the, just got a divorce, and so half of his cash is gone. 
Yeah, right? well, AWS is the most profitable part of Amazon, not necessarily. What's AWS? Amazon for, Web for Services. The for the dumb people Amazon in the room? Amazon Web Services. And what hosting. do they do? Um, lots of hosting, data. Interesting. They're a tech company. Um, and so I think that... I know, but I can believe they're a tech company because they're only on the web, right? Like, yeah. we're, we're Keller Williams as stores. That's why I was, I was making I mean, I that. can't exactly yeah. say Amazon Web Server. I'm not in technology. But um, that is the profitable side that I'm, I'm aware of, of Amazon Web The most interesting. Most profitable, yeah. Web services, hosting? Amazon, AWS. Well, you see AWS? Well, let's be honest, yeah. right? As my son, CNN's. as we're driving home from California and he's watching Twitch on his phone of a guy playing where is that shit playing hosted what? he's watching a guy play Fortnite on his phone oh, while okay. we're driving from California to Arizona was he on ludicrous mode and driving behind the uh, no we were no my mom wanted <laughs> to go Tesla? we needed we needed okay. more space so we couldn't take the t- we, we took the t- gasoline car yeah, yeah. <laughs> we took the car that uses gasoline but the point of it is, is th- as we have more photos and more video that's web services to me that's being the smartest man in the room, realizing that that is the infrastructure that supports. It's why freaking Jay-Z makes the most amount of money in music, right? Because he, like helps people, he, <laughs> he helps people produce the music, all the musicians, where everybody else is focused on just their own, writing their own songs, one song. He's helping all the muckers out there, and he's making the most amount of cash. Yeah. So it's... it's uh, Recurring revenue model. Wow. Mm. All right. Good. Well, <laughs> well, okay. All right. One more question. One more question for Sarah. For Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In, in, in conclusion, no, not we're not in conclusion because it's one more question. Um, so, are you in favor as a broker owner? So, one of the challenges currently with teams in Arizona mm-hmm. is the uh, the rules are written that teams cannot have employees. Right? Therefore, I think that that has slowed down the evolution of the team because we, we all have to have evolution where, you know, that Hold was on. advantage the, what, Wait a minute. Are you familiar with that rule? I am actually not familiar with that rule. All right. So oh. the rule, just that to clarify. A team cannot have a, an FTE? No, 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 no. no. Um, I think the rule that you're talking about, correct me if I'm wrong, is that uh, a licensed person can only get paid... For licensed activity from a, the broker. That's what I said. That's what you said. <laughs> oh, okay. So a team can't pay a licensed person for licensed activities. That has okay. to come from the broker. Oh. I think is the Arizona law that you yes. So if, right. if it's unlicensed activities, then of course you can have them. You can have yes. Yeah. So we can have employees, yeah. which yeah. we do. We can have employees. Yeah. Unlicensed. I meant yeah. I meant licensed activities that that has because uh, Jeff's trying to talk about employee agents from a team. Is that what you yes. want to get to? Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of teams having employee agents? Yeah. Do you think that that's... I think that... Well, what do you think of teams think getting... What do you think about, about, you think about having a w, an agent as a W-2? Let's not just take teams out of it. What do you think about W-2 employee, about W two realtors? Like, does true realty in the future have W-2 realtors? That's what I'm I don't think I, so, no. What'd no. you say? I don't think so, no. Why because, not? Because I think that people become complacent when they're on a salary. So I want people to work for the money that they earn. I think I like Well, okay, well, how about this? Like small what is the weakness of agents in general? The weakness at true. of agents? Not in no, general. No, 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 at true. At true. What is, the, what is your agent's weakness? Why don't Hunting, they... Hunting, prospecting. Oh, right. 
putting themselves out right, there. Right. So you, but do you, so you don't think that the, you have an inside sales department? You told me she has a call center. A call center, same thing. But that's thing. just okay. going directly to the seller. Right. Yeah. Cash. But, but, the, but the reason why you in, you lease. create that or you have that department, so it's off-site? You mm-hmm. only have three employees? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but the reason why you have that is because you couldn't get your agents to do that. To make the calls directly to the seller? They they don't have the skill set to have the conversation to say, hey, we want to buy your house cash. That's not what we train our agents. We train them how to grow a real estate business, how to represent a seller, how to represent a buyer, how to give a great client experience. That's a very different animal and that so what percentage wholesale. of your graduates follow your curriculum to a T? Um, well, 90% of them have their first deal in escrow within three months of completing training. Mm-hmm. So I'd say about 90%. Okay. And is they that client experience, for those 90%, is the client experience consistent from all of your different agents? I would say it's fairly positive. And we stopped doing surveys. We were doing surveys directly to the client until about eight months ago. And we're going to start that up again. But for the most part, people were happy. And so that's the one thing we we're just making sure, yes, no, was it good, was it bad, what could we improve yeah, on? No, no doubt yeah. that people yeah. are happy with yeah. the system that you created. You do such a fabulous job. Thank you. It's, I really think you do. I'm, re- I'm really proud of what you built. I think you Thank do you. a great job. You too. I mean, just understanding kind of where he's going. <laughs> is this the mutual praise? Yeah. Oh, does that yeah. mean we're wrapping that up? Okay, praise. cool. In conclusion. <laughs> In conclusion. No, but I think where he was going with it is it's just interesting to see uh, how do you have requirements on processes for independent contractors? Because if we, if you, if any broker out there sets up a process on the ideal client experience, then what's the realistic expectations of independent contractors following that ideal process to a T? Yeah. And can you technically mandate that? We can't. Well, we can't. all right. So is it, is it, is it coincidental that the most successful company in real estate is all employees meaning zillow versus all the other ones that are uh, i don't know but they're okay. not I'm gonna let you jump that that's not the they're not collecting commissions yeah no, no but I think they're actually, executing better because they have employees no, i mean there's, I think there's that, an execution to it i think what's interesting is that zillow is the consumer centric company in that mm-hmm. conversation and they want to partner with agent centric companies mm-hmm. because they do what they do we do what we do and mm-hmm. we Mutually respect each other. Exactly. But I mean, you know, just like talking about some agents, because you were you were saying earlier, we won't mention any names that you know there's certain brokers you work with, and they don't reply to binzers, and they don't reply to thing. Meaning that if they, you know, when you work with bigger teams, sometimes the challenges of big teams is getting the agents to do all of the activities that you want, and it would be nice to have employees in some situations because then you could mandate what they needed to do versus the current environment that you know because following up with you know there, there's a a fine line between licensed and unlicensed activities in go show this house respond to a binzer don't uh, say this show don't up show up at closing um get your client to you know, coach your client out of to to be out of the house on time to have the repairs done. Yeah, might be all licensed activities that you might need employees there versus having, you know, a, you know. So sometimes agents can slack on those type things. Yeah, for sure. Right, like the the broker phone rings sometimes. <laughs> I think <laughs> your broker phone phone's going to ring after this podcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> what, what did I say? I don't know, but you know, I just I feel like some conversations get brokers to call us afterwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get a call about whether or not we can have full-time employees on a team or not. 
not doing licensed activities. You That's cannot do like no. We mm. we you can't have. I mean, licensed activities. Let me say it this way: Phil, unlicensed activities. You can have an Phil, employee. Phil unlicensed. may or may not be on a board to try and change. It's a committee. Oh, okay. It was the team. It was the SPS committee at the at ADRE okay. where we're meeting about teams and trying to figure out how teams are run so that the department can publish rules so that everybody is on a on a level playing field to understand smart. the interpretation of those rules. What comes up like the big hiccup is a team cannot pay a licensee for licensed activities that has to come from a broker okay. meaning commission splits or however those you're in a power seat because it yeah. has to come from you yeah so mm -hmm. well, we do that for all of our teams regardless so it works you do that for mm -hmm. all of your teams we do. regardless I mean, we, do. we handle ever all of that back end because you're required to awesome right. Yes. But I, I mean, we do great job it, yeah, yeah. So then if a team has, oh, you do it all. Got it. Yeah, so they don't need the employees. Yes. Correct. You do it with your three oh. people. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're no. tech enabled, guys. We need to, mm -hmm. we need to learn we're more about blockchain. Enabled. Yeah. Really. <laughs> 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 all right. So in conclusion, obviously, True Realty leading the way with Thanks our Sarah. I mean, yes, great job. Fabulous them. stuff. Riveting. Riveting. Yes, stuff. and thank you, Shanley, for being behind the camera. Woo! Shanley! Adios, episode 97. We're out. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. Now more than ever, it is important to put the consumer first. Check us out on all major streaming platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Player FM, Google Play, and Stitcher. Information about one on one coaching or solution events, text 480 530 7972